we're ready. Cool. What's going on, everybody? This is SecDevOps.ai. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Today we got something special today. Very special. We got Scott Barons. We work together at Netflix. Scott's a powerhouse in application security. He's got a background in red teaming. He's even got a little bit of a background in fitness, diet. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming. Awesome. Yeah, he came awesome. all the way from San Francisco. I didn't did. realize that. Easy drive, though. Yeah. <laughs> Easy drive. Yeah. <laughs> Not too <Nice>. far. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, I, I think you have a really interesting story to kind of, like, kick off this, this segment. I, I think this is a big thing. This is really important for people that are just trying to optimize their performance. So, yeah. like, diet and fitness is, is huge, and I think – you are definitely like a model, but let's talk about your background. Sure, sure, yeah. So um, when I was uh, kind of, we'll go way back when I was eight years old, I uh, developed type 1 or juvenile diabetes. And so uh, really early on, like I became very acutely aware of the power of food. Mm. But as you can imagine being a kid, it was a lot of cake and ice cream and cookies and pizza and all that right. sort of stuff. Uh, when I turned 21, I developed Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is a autoimmune condition that sort of kills the thyroid gland. And around that time, I started to kind of put on weight. Um, mm. The thyroid is really important in how you ma you maintain your metabolism and your body weight. And so throughout the course of my 20s, I just continued to sort of uh, gain weight. And I didn't feel great. Even mm. though I was taking thyroid medication, I didn't feel wonderful. By the time I hit like my later part of my 20s, I started to feel like I really needed to change something. Mm. I, was, I wasn't feeling great. I had low energy. I wasn't feeling I was being my best at work. I didn't feel that productivity was was really was really a thing. And so I heard about this P90X program. <laughs> yep. I picked up the P90X DVD and I couldn't do it. It was mm -hmm. way too much. Yep. So I ended up getting the P90, which is like the pre-P90X yep. version of of that. P90X Lite. The P90X Lite, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so I started with that, and um, I got a couple workouts in and started having quite a bit of fun. I know I was still eating pizza and burgers and, and wasn't really taking care of my food, but uh, I'd, I found out from my uncle that he had gotten interested in, in CrossFit and some diet stuff. And he said, oh, you should come out and, you know, check out a workout. And I came in, I went to the wrong gym. I went to the gym I thought my uncle was at, but I went to the wrong one. Mm. Ended up joining the, the wrong gym where oh, my uncle no. wasn't at. <laughs> uh, but I had a great workout and asked him, you know, uh, you know, what do I do for food stuff? And he, you know, he gave me some tips on some diet stuff. And, you know, next thing I know, two months later, I was, I lost 21 pounds. Wow. I'd gotten off heartburn medication. I found myself, you know, prior always taking like uh, over-the-counter pain medication. I had a lot of headaches and stuff like that. That went away. Right. And I started noticing that I had better focus. I had better attention. Mm -hmm. I was more committed to things both within the gym and outside the gym. And so I started to realize that, holy cow, like this focus combined with this food mm -hmm. combined with the diet was like a perfect trifecta for being a, just a productive powerhouse. I looked better, I felt better, mm -hmm. and I performed better. Yeah. Yeah. That's outstanding. What, what a great story. I mean, that's really like a testament to, you know, lifestyle changes that can actually change a lot of medical issues. Uh, so yeah. uh, for me personally, uh, like last year, I really made a big change, lost like 60 pounds, wow, uh, even huge. though it doesn't look That's like awesome. I lost 60 pounds. But <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I was a lot bigger uh, back then. Uh, one thing that I uh, really paid attention to was actually uh, insulin spikes. Oh, sure. Like, like yeah, yeah, so 
uh, the sort of the the old school bodybuilding six small meals a day yeah. didn't necessarily work for me. I mean, it right. works for some people. Some people are able to do it, yeah. uh, but I found myself like getting into like intermittent fasting in order yeah. to sort of like uh, buffer a lot of the the bad eating habits that I had. And then even then, like once I did that, I was like. Well, if I'm going to eat only in this small window, I want to make sure I get my nutrients. Yeah. And yeah. so I started actually changing, like, what I was eating nice. uh, in that window. Huge. For me, uh, you know, I got started by brute forcing. And that's kind of how I got started in security, too. Mm-hmm. Just by brute forcing a question or a problem and trying to provide answers. So when I first got started, it was all about going to the gym religiously, not worrying about diet, right. not worrying about focus. Yep. like. If I can spend three hours in the gym, then I can burn all off all the bad decisions that I've made that day. Yep. But you're right. Right when you start focusing on like the sugar pieces and the diet, you see differences in the skin and the energy levels and just like the energy that you provide other people too is huge. Yep. Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting point. I think a lot of folks think that exercise is, you know, just this really personal experience. It really only benefits you, but that's not true. It changes how you think about yourself. It changes how you present yourself to others. It changes. It gives you confidence. It gives yep. you, um, you know, it gives you a sense of clarity. For me, fitness has always been uh, more of a mind thing than it has been the body. I'm, a, I'm interested in the body part, yep. but the mind part has been uh, the most beneficial for me. The the clarity it's provided has yep. has had profound impact to my focus. Yeah, have you uh, read the book Can't Hurt Me? We bring it up like uh, every yes. I, I haven't, but I'm guessing I should read it. Yes. Oh my gosh, okay. yeah, it's amazing. David Goggins, uh, he's a former Navy SEAL. He, he went to uh, Bud's training like three times, went okay. through three hell weeks, mm-hmm. uh, finally made it. But he is like probably the toughest-minded individual. And he, he mentions that in his book. He mentions that in all of his podcasts mm-hmm. that – it's he's when he's training, he's not training his body, he's training his mind. Yeah. He's building that that mental callus right. to continue to persevere and, yep. and continue on. I feel like that's where I, I kind of I am challenged is that I get into a rhythm and I get a focus. A lot, a lot of times I'll set a, a goal and I'll work towards that goal. And once I hit that goal, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm done. My, mm-hmm. my challenge has been staying on that consistent grind yeah. for like over over years right not just like these short like three month six month sprints but actually like making it a lifestyle and i've been able to keep it for the last year and a half or so uh, i've always been an athlete but i've always had seasons right yeah uh, and, and yeah, when sure. i get into that off season <laughs> it's like the 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 pounds pack on and i let the yep. the the donuts and the pizza slide out a little too often and it, it, it it's not good so now with all of the experience that we all have what are some ways that we can you know give back where are some great starting points to get started with just the fitness alone right so you do we want to go fitness diet and then focus yeah we could we could go in that order and we could sprinkle it in all the other ones when we need to (laughs) i mean on the fitness thing i think the most important thing to do is is the simplest which is walking i know it sounds folks think oh walking's not fitness i I need to run i need to go run a 5k and 8k uh I need to I need to train for a marathon and, and in reality um, walking and walking at an easy pace uh, has profound impact on yep. on both the, the mental side what we're talking about uh, the ability to provide that clarity as well as just the physical benefits yep. and you know you take someone who walks 20,000 steps a day 
or 10,000 steps a day, um, that stacks up uh, calorically and, and all that beneficial, the same as like running yep. and a lot of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, running is also awesome, but I'm just saying to get started, absolutely, you start, put your shoes on and just go out for a walk. Yep. Um, and if that, you know, as that becomes easier, um, I always find that for me personally, um, I had, you know, dabbled in cardio throughout my life and mm-hmm. I just did not have a huge benefit from it. It didn't change mm-hmm. the way I looked, felt, or performed. Right. It wasn't until I added in resistance training that I really started to feel Absolutely. a fundamental shift in those things. Yep. And putting on some muscle mass had a profound impact for my ability to, to have a higher meta- metabolic rate, uh, my ability to eat food, um, the way that I looked and felt just changed so differently. So yep. I started with uh, resistance training, and I found the biggest benefits by just doing the big four lifts. Uh, you know, yep. I didn't want to spend two, three, four hours in a gym every day. I had too much going on. Mm-hmm. I needed to optimize my time. I, I basically knew I could commit about 60 minutes four days a week. Yep. So I picked uh, the squat, the deadlift, the bench press, and the shoulder press. Yep. And I did just the big four lifts, and I added some supplementary ac- supplementary exercises and that worked really well mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of folks just kind of starting off with the big lifts obviously um you know go see a personal trainer make sure you're doing this stuff safely and properly yep. and just kind of uh, going with uh the big lifts and uh easing into them so yep. for folks to know uh the squat is basically barbell on the back you squat down and you stand up. The deadlift is you're picking a barbell up off the ground. The yep. bench press is you're pushing it off your chest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shoulder press is you're you're pushing it off your shoulders over your head. Right. So so real simple fundamental moves. Yep. Um, but they have profound impact on 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 your ability to sort of get gain strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention we are not doctors. That's uh, right. <laughs> we are not licensed right. nutritionists. So no. uh, definitely check with your doctor before you start any exercise routine or, or diet. Uh, for me, I, all that stuff makes total sense uh, to me as well. The thing for me is I think that people, they try like P90X, right? So I yeah. did P90X several times. I loved it. Yeah. it I did it, uh, and and I did it religiously. Always press play, right? Yeah, it, as long sure. as you press play, you're going to make yeah. progress. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens to people is uh, they'll, they'll do something like a P90X, and they'll get one workout in and be like, you know what? This is not for me, so maybe exercise isn't for me. But I think if you sort of dabble in different exercise formats, like even if you're like just dancing, like if you go salsa dancing like four or five times a week and you get obsessed with salsa dancing, that's exercise. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's cardio. Right. That's right. So if you dabble in something and it's not for you, don't give up. Try something else. Try something that you almost like get obsessed over. Like when yeah. I was in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like I, I was obsessed with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It mm-hmm. was the most fun thing I ever did. And I, I, wo- I woke up thinking about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I got Destino on my chest in Portuguese. Like I got my, my blue belt and I just kept going. And, and the weight just fell off. But I wasn't even focused on losing weight. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about, oh, this, this hurts. I, I was thinking about this is so much fun. I want to continue to do it. And then I actually started to change my diet to – enable the performance in Brazilian yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens in the CrossFit community too, right? It does, like yeah. You, yeah. You, you start doing workouts and you're like, that felt pretty good, I'm getting better. What what else can I do to yeah, get better? Yeah, what do I do, how do I optimize? Like, how do I make this even better? Yeah, that's a good yep. point. I think, you know, underneath what you're saying is really just the sort of the um, the passion. It's, yeah. it's finding that thing that, that makes you want to go in. Right. And I think one of the other secrets, I didn't mention earlier, but I was thinking of things to get started is to just you don't have to go in and lift 500 pounds on day one. Yep. I always tell folks like it's you want to put in the least amount of work for the maximum output. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, like when you're getting started, Absolutely. you know. And yep. so, 
I remember when I first tried to get into cardio, I went running and I was like, well, I got to run like three or four miles, right? Right. I wrecked myself and I didn't want to do it again, not realizing maybe the first run I should have ran for about 30 seconds and then walked for two minutes. Yep. Ran for 30 seconds, walked for two minutes. Right. So I think that's important too. It's tough to just allow yourself to really be a beginner, be like a kid. I'm going to do this for a very short amount of time and come back to it again tomorrow or even in an hour. But it's, it's tough. For me, I think that a great starting point, I'm all about priming yourself, priming mm-hmm. your mind, priming your body. Yep. Could be maybe starting outside of exercise. You know, we're going to ultimately talk about diet. But when it comes to exercise, for me, uh, I like to prime myself by wearing something that I can do my exercise in mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I even get to wherever I'm going to do the exercise. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if I'm if i a little worried about not being able to perform that day, maybe I woke up a bit tired. Right then I'll put on my gym clothes and be like, all right, well, if I have that momentary, you know, uh, bump of motivation, then yep. I'll just go right now because yeah. I'm already ready for it. Right. So that's uh, that's one of my recommendations for, you know, besides all of these great uh, tips, but <laughs> getting started, priming yourself, being yep. ready, and then going for, starting small and yeah. getting getting passionate about it. Yeah, one thing that I, I think is a double-edged sword is social media, right? So people yes. can use it as like uh, a motivation, like you see all these people doing these great things, you, you're, you're watching David Goggins and stuff like that, and, and it gets people like motivated, but it also could be like demotivating as yeah. well because you see people doing these extreme workouts and you're like, what? I'll never be able to do that. Like, so what do you guys think about like social media, like, and how people are looking at it today? Yeah. I mean, I think when you, you kind of really hit the nail on the coffin, which is that like, and a lot of times what happens with the social media is we end up comparing ourselves to, to those people, Yep. but we're in a whole different place. We have a whole different set of life experiences and goals and all that. And so really, um, you know, you want to sort of separate that out, maybe use it as inspiration, but remind yourself that. It's all about what you can give. It's about what you deliver on the day when you walk in or if you're going outside for a run or you're walking into a gym or whatever you're doing to, mm-hmm. to keep yourself um, in shape. Uh, it's it's that separation. It's to say, you know what, it's about me and what I can give. And as long as you're giving 100%, you should feel really gratified by that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. One of the uh, four agreements is always do your best. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyone that hasn't read that book, The Four Agreements by mm-hmm. Don Miguel Ruiz, would highly recommend you start to apply them and it's uh very uh along that line it's yeah. like just give it give it your all yeah 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 i think uh david goggins he says like that you know ev- everybody's like operating at 40 percent. like what are you uh capable of doing yes so there was a, a part uh I, I don't remember if it was actually in his book or on, on his podcast but he was talking about you know when he dies right uh it doesn't matter if you're religious or not but i, I think the 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 sort of the moral of the story kind of rings true is he says, you know, he when uh, David Goggins, before he went into the military, he was spraying for cockroaches, like 300 pounds. He says his life was like miserable. Mm-hmm. And what he said was, you know, he went to the military and like changed his whole life. And he said that what if David Goggins of back then, you know, went to heaven and he's like in line and everybody like looks up at the board and they they, sh- they kind of go down what you did in your life. And then here comes David Goggins and he's next up in line. He's like, OK, the guy that's like monitoring everybody. All right, let's look up at the board. Go ahead and read that. And so David Goggins is 300 pounds brand for cockroaches reads Navy SEAL did all these races, did all this amazing stuff, uh, you know, inspiration to millions of people around the world. And he looks at the guy and is like, that's not me. 
And the guy behind the desk says, that's who you were meant to be. Mm. And I think that's, that's such a powerful thing. Like, I got chills right now just thinking yeah. about it because, like, now it makes me think. It puts me in a mindset of, like, do your best. Just like mm -hmm. you said, do your best. And you'd be surprised at how good you can get. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and that's that's big. That's I think that's also along the same lines of like priming and putting yourself in that, you know, mindset of knowing that you can really achieve great things. Uh I also am a huge fan of diffusers. So before I go to the gym, before I start studying whatever it is, yeah. I like to put on the diffuser so mm -hmm. like any negativity whether it's like nice. outside noise like the diffuser just makes my mind go to ease yeah yeah that's yeah. a that's a good uh another priming for me for for me priming is uh music for sure oh yeah uh, so I, yes. i'll get i'll get that kind of <laughs> going and depending on the mood right like it'll it'll you know I'll switch genres or whatever so i don't have like a single song like it's right. like I'll, you know, I know I got a squat today, so I'm like, oh man, I feel like I need to listen to this kind of music, right? Or I, you know, I gotta, you know, I want to go in and and I'm gonna run sprints, and so for sprints, like I want something fast, I want something that's gonna like really pump me mm -hmm. up. Yeah, I love doing that too for priming. Yes, As, yeah. In addition to to music, because I do music too, uh, I do breathing. Like, have you ever done like Wim Hof or like oh, Russell Fire? Like, I uh, haven't done that b before workout, but that's a really good idea. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we do it like before yoga sometimes, and like it just puts you in that that zone yes. where it's like time to work well and that and over oxygenate the body a little you know bit. and we were kind of talking about sort of you know the the fitness part but on the focus part right if we yep. bring it back to focus yes um the breathing stuff immensely powerful i find myself if i'm distracted like it, the power of even a single deep breath is fascinating oh yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable we so uh, scott and i actually just did a productivity talk together and uh we were debating whether or not to take everybody through a breathing exercise and we, oh, we decided to pull okay. it out at the, at the last minute but um <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean since we're on the topic of, of focus now let's go ahead and, and dive right yeah, into it yeah. so uh what are some of the things you guys do for for focus or, or even mental clarity or mindfulness that's uh that's the one that's really near and dear to my heart is focus i love the grind i yeah. love hard work and i love you know paying attention for me to increase that muscle is to use it daily yeah. and to start just uh maybe by reading a book any book is fine even if it's children's book you might still learn some nuggets or get a good smile in or mm -hmm. whatever it is mm -hmm. uh so for me i think the root and getting started and focus is creating that environment to where you can get lost and yeah. kind of get into a state of uh, control slash relaxation. Like a flow state. Like a flow yeah. state. Yeah. I'm <laughs> obsessed with flow states. Me too. So I'm leading our uh, offsite onsite uh, for our team, and uh, that's the topic of discussion is flow state. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. You have to, you know, really create that flow environment. Yep. And, uh, when it comes to like application, I think just starting with fiction is really good to boost your focus mm -hmm. and pick a book that you typically wouldn't pick. Okay. Pick that, start there. Once you get through the book, put something technical in if you want to, you know, build your expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or put some fitness stuff in if you are having a hard time expanding on outside of the, the you know, the main four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So That's I right. think uh, the, just the environment and having something to apply focus to is is really the starting point for me. Yeah. Do you guys think that uh, you can also sort of like tie focus to a routine? Oh, like yeah. You, you have a set time like this is my focus time. Ooh. Like 
nothing can disrupt me. Like this is the time. Like some, I mean, it's easier probably in the morning, right? If you get up at four thirty in the morning, you have that everyone else asleep, nothing else is going on. You don't have any calls coming in. You don't have right. any text messages. It's just your time to focus. Like, do you think that that definitely helps? Oh, it does. And you probably notice this. I'm the first one usually in the office, right? Yeah. So, like, I well, come, it's you and me, right? It's you. Yeah. It's you and me. Yeah. <laughs> so one of us is beating each other in, and so I, you know, I try to optimize my whole day around that flow state. Like, I realized, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago that um, I am ultra. I have just immense focus in the morning, mm-hmm. and I try to optimize my day around that time because I know how powerful that focus can be. Yep. And so, you know, I try to, and, and I know it's early, so I try to get up at 5.30 yep. because I can start tapping in at 6 a.m. So I get, um, so I get in my car, I start singing, I get uh, yeah. you know, about 45 minute drive in. So I get 45 minutes of vocal practice. I'm a, I'm a singer. Yep. And then I pop oh. in the office and that's when I get all my, my, you know, my most precious work done is in those first few hours. Yeah. And I, I feel like for what, what's really helped me, and this, this is different for everybody because I've pitched this to a couple of folks and they're like, that would not work for me. What seems to work well for me is fasting. Fasting provides an unbelievable amount of focus. So I mm-hmm. fast every every day. I don't eat until you know noon, um, okay. and I just have coffee, yep. uh, black coffee. Um, and so that's worked extremely well. You yeah. just opened up. So me, like I, that is like my secret weapon is fasting. Fasting, yeah. Uh, so yeah. when I lost all my weight last year, I did both intermittent fasting and prolonged fasting. Nice. I, I went up to six days uh, wow. fasting. Yep. Like so, no, not even coffee, just water. Wow. Literally just just water. And I mean, you'd be surprised. Like when people say that they're starving, they're not starving. No. If you have any amount of fat on your body, you're you're not starving by mm-hmm, the, right. the medical definition. So, uh, but we're not doctors. We're not doctors. <laughs> not doctors. And <laughs> talk to your doctor about fasting. <laughs> and even IF. Uh, so, but right now, what I do for my schedule is, I eat from eight to twelve. So eight in the morning to twelve in the afternoon, and sure. I cut it off. He's probably seen me eat like three things in this house, like since yeah. I've been here. Three three meals. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like usually like small meals. Um, and then I also do uh, a, a a smaller but extended fast uh, from Saturday to uh, Monday. Okay. So I don't eat at all. Uh, but Saturday I give myself a little bit of play, and then even uh, Friday morning I give myself a little bit of play. Like you saw me eat a couple donuts. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. No, that's good. Actually, yeah. that's something that's probably worth bringing up, which is around sort of the flexibility in your disciplines, yep. right? Like yes. I, I, and I, you know, I think it really depends on the person. So we should always say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know. I find that it's always important to have a little bit of flex on anything you do because um, if you allow and sort of permit flexibility as part of your strategy, yep. you never beat yourself up. Right. Especially yeah. if you're responsible with that flexibility. Yeah. Right? That is, that's a huge point because people, they go strong for like two months. And they, they lose a lot of weight. They're they're feeling better. They're feeling focused. Then then they have an off day. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I ate this, this whole pizza. And it's punishment. And it's, and, and it's not only, sometimes it's not only punishment. It's like, I give up. I can't yeah. do it again. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're just like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. And it, uh, it changes that quick. Like, it's crazy that it, 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 like, one lapse and you feel like you've, like, ruined everything. But I think, yeah, giving yourself that room to have that flexibility mm-hmm. is, is definitely important. Wow. Huge. So that brings up a great point. Prolong focus. You know, even after you have that relaxed day, you have that cheat meal. Mm-hmm. It's great. And, yep. you, you know, your mind is craving it again. It's like, hey, that was some sugar in there. Yeah. You know, what are some ideas around prolonged focus around one diet and yeah. two exercise like we're already talking about? 
Yeah. Oh man. That's a, that's a good question. Cause I, you know, I think about that myself. Like if I have pizza tonight, how do I then translate that, you know, turn off those signals that that's going to be the norm again to what right. I do tomorrow. And yep. then for me, what's really helped is to bind food with the experience of cooking. Now this is also a different, cause I know a lot of folks yep. will do sort of takeout or the pre-made meals. And, yep. and I think that's a also, that's a great strategy for getting started. Uh, but for me, um, just, the process of going and then like I know tomorrow if I have pizza tonight tomorrow I'm gonna cook and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus I'm actually gonna focus a fair bit of my flow state in the morning around the cooking experience so that's gonna be shopping getting the stuff from the farmers market or the grocery store mm-hmm. and then like preparing out what I'm gonna do for the week yep. and it's the chopping it's and I use that flow to connect with the food and then when I make the food and I get to experience that with my my wife Nikki, mm-hmm. it's such an experience. Like it, it makes you want to then do that. Yeah, like it, it steers you right to it. So that's worked really well for me. That's awesome. Amazing. That's yeah. that's an amazing point. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, so for I guess prolonged. Uh, I so I do it kind of the opposite. <laughs> I do nice. so like if I'm going to eat pizza tonight, because uh, Anderson Sylvan's fighting. Uh, or Anderson Silva, and that's my favorite fighter. So I'm gonna enjoy some pizza, nice. yep. and then tomorrow I'm just not gonna eat it at all. I'm gonna let that that uh, leptin and, and gluten kind of yeah. like level out because I've been fasting mm-hmm. uh, periodically throughout the week. Uh, you know, feel full and happy, and and then go right back to uh, fasting. Let some of that fat come off. Let some of the the carbohydrates yeah. and the fats metabolize, and, and then just get back to to medium, uh, and then do it all over again next week. Do you ever find yourself or your mind playing tricks on you when it comes to like the day after the eating? Oh, absolutely, yeah, uh, for it, sure. It, especially because I'm a stress eater. Uh, especially if I have like if, if something bad happens tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, I, I my brain starts to say, "Hey, Chris, you had a bad day. I know you had pizza yesterday, and you were supposed to not eat it all today." But let's go ahead and get pizza again, dog. Let's go. I know. Let's, let's go ahead and feel good for a little bit. And yeah. and you have to fight that, right? right you have yeah, to kind of yeah. just say like, I'm I'm going to stick to the plan and keep going. Yeah. And I think that's where you can bring back in the breathing. You know, if you have that yeah. moment and you need to just maybe take a second for yourself, a few deep breaths, Wim Hof, meditate. Yep. That's my preferred method. Uh, for me, when it comes to, like the prolonged focus, uh, it's tough. Because I know that my body craves sugar. Mm. Yeah. If I have like ice cream on a cheat day, yes, it's 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 mind battles to play for the next one week. Yeah. I have to talk to myself and be like, all right, Ron, this and that. But now what I've learned is doing the cheat meals is great, especially if you make them into an experience. Yeah. If I'm having a cheat meal with one of you guys, yep, it's gonna be great. It's gonna That's be right. glorious. Mm-hmm. And so I'm associating that cheat meal with social outings rather right. than yes. being like, alone. Yeah. And sitting in a corner like chowing <laughs> yeah. down some burgers. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's a great point. Well, that's super that's super important because then it, it, it once again it, it binds that experience to to people that you you like or you care you yeah. know you care about. And I was kind of thinking that today like i'm i'm actually when when we work when we wrap up later i'm gonna be heading out to the city for for a buddy who's having a pizza party okay like and so you know i'm 
it's a it, the experience is part of that for me is like I'm you know he loves pizza he's gonna have you know it's a bunch of people I like and and yeah. whatever and we get to do that together yeah so that's super cool that's yeah. awesome uh, one thing that I, I used to actually coach people in believe it or not I was a CrossFit coach for a little bit um, okay. uh, well just certified I, I wasn't actually attached to a, a, a box but uh, I was a personal trainer for a long time and mm-hmm. I actually used to help like coach people through like ketogenic diets oh, okay wow. uh, yeah so. Ketogenic diets, I think, are, are great. Yeah. However, the problem with ketogenic diets uh, is that you get into ketosis and you don't want to come out of it. And so when your friend has a pizza party, you're like, I'm just going to sit here or I'm going to scrape cheese off yeah. the, the top of a pizza. <laughs> sure. So so what I, I do now is I, I sort of mix uh, the ketogenic diet in with regular eating in with fasting and I kind of do this like back and forth. Sometimes I fill in a ketogenic grind, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll do keto. But if you came home and it was just like, hey Chris, time to celebrate. We're going to, going to get pizza. I can eat pizza. And yeah. then maybe I'll fast the next day, get a little bit of uh, get in ketosis for a little bit and then go back to my usual grind. What you're really hitting on is metabolic flexibility, right? Absolutely. Which is that ability to sort of trigger between bl- burning glucose and, and uh, burning ketones, right? Yep, absolutely. And that metabolic flexibility works really well in sort of our society, like the social norms of going out, having cake on a birthday party or having yep. pizza pizza with friends, right? And right. so you have that flexibility. You can kind of tap into both stores. You know, maybe your keto Monday through Friday and then on Saturday for pizza night, like you you break you break the keto part and you fast Sunday yep. that primes you for Monday Tuesday yep, absolutely yeah. and you kind of find what works for you and I think that that's really important on the diet side if for folks that are getting started um, one of the things I always recommend is that there's no blueprint for for diet there's no. just none everybody is different like absolutely you might work really well on a keto diet and Ron might not work well on a keto diet or vice versa right, right? like yep, absolutely. it really depends on the person and for me what I found as I was kind of exploring this is that. Being a diabetic, the keto diet just works really well. Keeping yeah. stuff relatively low carb most yep. of the time right. works well for me. Mm-hmm. But, yep. but but Nikki doesn't work well. She's mm-hmm. got to have carbs. That's like part of how that works best for her. And so I think it's one of the things to say is maybe you're kind of getting started and you're like, I don't know what to do. Do I do keto? Do I do paleo? Do I do vegetarian? Do I do vegan? Do I do uh, carnivore? It's like, you know what? The first thing to do is 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 that I often find is just like, Start to taper down the sugar mm-hmm. and start noticing how you feel when you eat something. Yep. Like actually really ask yourself, like, how do I feel after I eat pizza? Do I feel right. good? Yeah. How do I feel after I eat, um, you know, roasted asparagus and a, and a sweet potato with like some grass fed beef? Do I feel good with that? Like for me, that feels really good. Right. That often feels good. And so I kind of ask myself those questions like, like, and, and I find for folks that are getting started, just really, like, analyze yourself 30 minutes, an hour after you, you eat. How did, how did you feel? Yeah. And start noting that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob Wolf, he has a book uh, specifically on that. You yeah. kind of do, like, this Whole Foods, like, 30-day reset. Yeah. And you start to test carbohydrates. I, I think we should uh, back up just a moment uh, and sort of tell people about what the ketogenic diet is. Oh, good point. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people probably have heard about it and don't necessarily understand it. But the uh, ketogenic diet was used for epilepsy for children like way, way, way back when. That was actually the, the origination of the diet. But more recently, it's been found to have profound effects on autophagy, which is the ability, uh, the ability for the body to clear cancerous cells. Like, yep. it, believe it or not, 
everybody has cancerous cells in them at almost at all times. It, but it's your body that's kind of like cycling through and like cleaning that up. Mm -hmm. If you are overfed and you spike insulin way too often, your body doesn't get a chance to actually like dip into that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the ketogenic diet is you keep your carbs a little bit under uh, 20 grams. Uh, some people say that you shouldn't uh, overdo the protein, but some people have done like a modified Atkins where you have additional protein, especially if you're doing weight training. Uh, but it's the uh, the body's ability to utilize uh, fatty acids and ketones as a primary fuel source. Uh, people think that if you don't have that uh, that that glucose uh, for your brain that you're you're going to be brain dead but people actually find that they're able to focus way better like if you're yeah. if you're a couple weeks into a ketogenic diet or even fasting for that matter you find that you might have like additional focus mm -hmm. and additional like mental ability what i've seen and kind of what i've heard others talk about is you know when we when we adopt things like ketogenic diets or other low carb diets or any diet in general um, you're typically reducing the things that you're putting in your body. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think a lot of things come back to like law of reduction. If you Abs cut yeah. out. That is the biggest point <laughs> yeah, I've been is. Yeah. of all time. Because, I mean, you get these people that are like arguing like vegan diet is the way. No, it's paleo. No, it's keto. No, it's carnivore. It, you're actually doing the same stuff. Mm -hmm. You're getting rid of these refined carbohydrates. Like that is like the like probably the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, so refined, re refined carbohydrates, refined sugars, and really you find that people who – who who tend to regardless of like the intricacies of their diet discipline it's like the, if you're if you're going in a grocery store and you're shopping on the outside mm -hmm. you're probably doing something right if you're not going in the middle where all right. the stuff in boxes yeah. are yeah. if you're just kind of like walking on the outside you're grabbing stuff that our grandparents parents would recognize right yeah. i always say that too like you know would your grandma's grandma know what this is or have an idea what it is and if not like you know maybe then you know, maybe it's it's something we probably invented. It might be good. It might not. Yep. But you know, we can all kind of agree that it tends to be whole foods right. that work the best for people. Yeah, you and know? then even like uh, diets themselves, like there's there's a scale, there's a spectrum to those diets. A lot of times when you go on like Instagram, you look at keto and everybody's just drinking butter and, and slamming down yeah. bacon. Yeah. But you can actually do like a really strong plant-based ketogenic diet. You can. Lots yeah. of avocados. Sure. You know, lots of green veggies and olive and all oil, that stuff. olive oil, yeah. olives, oil. all those yeah. delicious exactly. fruits. Yeah. And I mean the same for like even a vegan diet. You can gain weight and be unhealthy on a vegan diet. French yeah. fries. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I always feel bad for if I see someone trying to stick to like some type of diet because it's no meat or no carb, but yep. they're just taking the wrong route, you know, yep. yeah. eating French fries or just drinking butter to try to fill in the fat. Like that's not necessarily the best way. It's all about, I think, like you were saying, and we were all saying whole foods. Whole yeah, foods, you know? that's right. Whole foods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, that like, um, you know, once again, to sort of just bring up the importance that it's it's really different for everybody. You got to kind of play with it a little bit. And mm -hmm. I really like that reductionist mindset of like, let me just start pull things out and see how I feel. Like, let me start with, like, the basics, like, the most basic kind of stuff that, mm -hmm. you know, has a lot of science behind being good for you, you know, fruits, vegetables. Um, you know, if you're if you're comfortable, you know, eating animal stuff, uh, a lot of times, like, like, like lean meats or, yeah. or even fatty meats if you're going more of the keto route and just kind of playing with those, those knobs and stuff. And I think another thing that's really important is to, once again, like, don't let the social media influence you too much here. 
you know, there'll be folks up there who will say, well, I, I, I use intermittent fasting. So here's a meal of me eating a, you know, a pizza covered in, in fruit, fruity loops or whatever right. it is. Yep. And it's like, well, you know, that's like kind of, once again, it's taken it to the extreme. We got to find that balance right in the middle. Yep, absolutely. So let's go around. I think we should sort of give like a, our own personal tip for all three. So give a tip for fitness, mm. a tip for diet and a tip for focus. Let's do it. I guess I'll start it out. So a tip for diet. Uh, my biggest tip would be just to start somewhere and take a very small step. Mm-hmm. Don't try to reduce everything. Don't try to maximize everything. Figure out you know, what it is that you can see in yourself that you should probably change. Right. And change right. that one thing first. Just Absolutely. change one thing. And great, another great book recommendation is The One Thing. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys read that book no, or not, I haven't. but oh. amazing. Put first things first. Mm-hmm. Uh, for focus, actually, let's just go exercise first. Uh, the biggest piece for exercise that I would recommend and a tip and a trick would be pick one machine. Mm. Pick one machine that you – I would say pick one out of the big four. Yeah. I think squatting, everyone loves squats. A lot of guys love bench pressing. (laughs) So pick one of those two. Pick squats or pick bench pressing. I don't know. I don't think many people like squats. I love squats, for one. They're hard. Uh, But I I don't think a lot of people like squats. (laughs) But I I think that would be the most impactful, for sure, for a lot of people. Yeah. And squats, that's a great, like, full-body workout. Absolutely. You might not get the arms, really, but... If you did the deadlifts, I guess that's full body. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. (laughs) One of those four: squats, deadlift, bench, or shoulder press. And and maybe even like even if you have to hire a personal trainer for a day just to show you how to do those things correctly with good form, absolutely, I think is crucial because I mean you can easily like mess yourself up doing Mm -hmm. a deadlift, but if you show somebody how to do it correctly, it the the benefits are are astounding. Huge. And most gyms have like that three day assessment or three day trial. Yeah, that's they have right. some fitness assessment that they do. Right. And you can run through like just one exercise. Like, I only want to look at this one thing and I want to make sure that I'm not going to injure myself. Yep. yep. The for focus, man, that's a tough one for me because I have a million <laughs> tips. Yeah. But uh, for focus for me uh, would have to be reading. Okay. Nice. Readers or leaders. Yep, absolutely. If, if you read a book, Jim we, Quick. We have some great books here. Um, nice. This is Tribe of Hackers. I would I would recommend this book for anyone in InfoSec. It's got interviews with hackers and whatnot, uh, and it can help you get started in building a network. So nice. pick something that you would like to read and just take your time reading it. No rush because yep. you're, you know, the biggest critic of yourself and fo- start there. Yeah. So I think my biggest tip, we'll start with fitness, um, would be uh, just the consistency. Yep. Like um, this, maybe today you didn't have a great night of sleep and you actually don't feel super well. Maybe you decide then you're just going to change a couple of things, but you're still going to show up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the most important part. Like you might have written on paper, you need to squat heavy today, right. but you don't actually really physically feel like it's going to be the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you need to make that decision. Is it that I'm being lazy or is that it's really physically not the right call yep. if you're being lazy then show up and and do the squat yep. if it's not the right call show up and maybe you do a little mobility today maybe you you work on something else something with your shoulders or whatever's yep. kind of aching and pain and, and i think right. that for me the consistency helps you build that routine mm-hmm. and that's super essential yep on the diet side 
think I I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and have two things. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with two. <laughs> the 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 big two are uh, to just to start to identify how sugar is creeping in the diet and yep. and decide you actually need it. Like right. is this something that you need? And if not, starting to limit that. And yep. then the other one for me would be to watch uh, the late night snacking and eating. Absolutely, I found yes. that it really helps you with sleep, and sleep is so essential for all the three things that we're talking about Absolutely. today. Absolutely. And then on the focus side for me, I would go with um, the power of the morning walk. Okay. Uh, the morning walk is, is is essential for me, like a 15-minute loop around my neighborhood yep. uh, is is one of my, my core strategies for that for locking in that early morning flow state. It mm-hmm. is like it's a jump start for that. Yep. Yeah. So that's th- those are all great things. Uh, I think I'm going to take a, a different uh, attempt here uh, for focus since we're secdevops.ai. Bring in a little technology. Yeah. If you want to do meditation, get a, an application like Headspace. Nice. Sure. Yeah. If you if you ha- if you're fortunate enough to be at a company that offers like some of that text uh, coaching, sign up for that. Have them help you focus on uh, the consistency, like you said, or the ability to focus. Uh, I'm using it right now, and uh, we're just working on. Uh, my my mental uh, strength and my ability to kind of continue these things that I'm putting into motion now. Like I've been waking up at 4.30. I want to continue to do that. I've been working out every single day, like varying degrees of intensity, but mm-hmm. I'm doing it every day. As long as I can keep those going, like they're going to pay dividends. Yeah. As far as uh, working out, I think is uh, the biggest thing is checking your ego because if you go into a gym, you're like, I'm going to do all these things. And those weights don't care who you are or how good you're, you're feeling that day. If you can't do them, you can't do them. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. lose the ego. Do what you can. Let yourself uh, build that momentum. Start small. Start. Don't go back to your college uh, bench weight. Don't, uh, you know, try to run the, the same distance that you ran when you were a kid. You know, just start small and build that momentum. And for diet, I would say uh, the biggest thing is uh, I'm going to kind of steal your stuff a little bit. But it's something that I do as well is that uh, time-restricted eating. Eating really late is is not good for the body. Uh, Dr. Sashin uh, Panda, he did uh, a lot of studies on uh, the, abil- uh, the ability of your body to digest at certain times of the day. There are certain enzymes that have a 12-hour uh, uh, lifespan. And if you eat outside that window, your body goes into almost like a, an emergency digestion mode. Mm. So it doesn't, it doesn't uh, accept nutrients as well. It, it packs the, the fat on faster. And, and those uh, implications are, are, are crazy. So if you could just limit your dietary intake to just within the, the, the hours where the sun's out, sorry for the people that are on uh, sort of shift work, uh, that sure. makes it difficult uh, for a lot of things, but that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Uh, just try to, you know, limit the, the amount of time you're actually eating throughout the day. Wow. Amazing. And for anyone only listening in, don't worry, I'm going to have all these resources and things in the show notes. So definitely yeah. check that out awesome. too. Fantastic. <laughs> cool. This is an awesome show. Yeah. Glad you were here. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Great. So what's the best way for people to stay in contact and, you know, uh, get to know more things about you? Yeah, sure. So, um, so not super active on Twitter, mostly a read only user, but you can follow me as a uh, hello Arbit, A-R-B-I-T. Arbit is actually sort of my moniker. I use it for computer security hacking, and it's also for all my musical projects, too. So um, if you're interested uh, in following me musically, uh, you can check me out on SoundCloud under the, the moniker Arbit, A-R-B-I-T, 
or my Bandcamp page, which is all, also under Arbit. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Yes. Thanks for being here. What a treat. Cool. This is awesome. awesome. Can't wait to see what everybody says about this. Awesome. One. Yes, it's our cool. pleasure. Thanks.